The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Many people today struggle with eating disorders. If you are one of the thousands of people who do, you may be experiencing feelings of overwhelm and isolation. You are not alone. Welcome to Chasing Hunger. Here you'll find out what you can do, where you can find the resources, discover the truths, and get the help you need to regain control of your life. Here is Kathy Welter-Nichols, author and host of Chasing Hunger. Welcome to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter-Nichols here on Voice America. I'm really pleased to be with you through this holiday season, and I hope all of you have been working with managing your food after our last session last week, and just sort of staying on that path of eating healthy as an option throughout the holidays, eating those six small meals a day, and keeping your uh, blood sugars balanced. Another thing, uh, another uh, client called in and shared she'd listened to the show, and she was really happy to hear some of the recommendations that I'd offered and she also said that um, she and her daughter both listened to it together and afterwards both of them went and had a salad and they've been practicing eating a little more healthily through the week leading up to these next leading up to those next few days over Christmas Another thing I want to add, too, if you're feeling like you're getting a little bit of flu or something like that, just back off some of those sugary foods. I know there's tons of it around, but that kind of thing can really deplete your immune system. So as we begin our third show, um, I, I want to remind you, as I always do, to be sure and check with your doctor uh, if you're going to change anything in your health or wellness program. If you're adding in things or taking things out, it's just better to be sure you've had a quick check first. In addition to this, I also want to encourage people who might have an eating disorder to, to simply step up. Share the truth about what you're going through. Uh, disclose it to someone that can help you. And that may mean you need to connect with a medical uh, person in order to have them help you. Um, be sure you're connecting with somebody who can and does understand the nature of eating disorders too. Otherwise, sometimes the symptoms come up. You go to the doctor, you get the symptoms dealt with, but you haven't really disclosed what's actually going on behind this. So I really do encourage you, step into this new year with an idea to put this whole eating disorders rigmarole, and it is that, it's got a lot of ritual attached to it, behind you for the last time. I also want to reiterate once again, too, I'm dedicating this program to all those who have been on this path struggling with an eating disorder and those who have recovered and found your way free of it, congratulations. I also want to really dedicate this to individuals who have lost loved ones, to 
the travesty of an eating disorder. It is heart-wrenching to lose someone. And for those of you that are engaging your very first Christmas, perhaps without your loved one, I just want you to know a deep, heartfelt, compassionate reaching out to you and letting you know that this is the first one and the others will come to you and that person will always be part of your journey. They're always there in your memories. So let us begin this show for today, and I want to say that we have a very special guest, and this is my husband and life partner and business partner, Harry Nichols. He's as skilled as anyone I've ever met in helping people heal the traumas of the heart. And as such, he's really assisted me at many different um, moments in my life, really helping me to Allow those feelings to come forward, express them, allow them, and know too that when the the body releases tears, there's actually healing chemistry in those tears. So Harry has been a wonderful guide for me and a teacher, and I know he's a very gifted uh, individual helping his clients, and so today we are going to work with this very unique strategy of working from the heart. We both decided it would be a wonderful gift to our listeners to share our own heart-centered communication styles with all of you. I just want to say that Harry is a master trainer of NLP. He's my personal teacher and trainer. Um, He's also a professional life coach and master change facilitator. And that's the unique piece I wanted to share with people here, how he helps people transform and it's through this deep heart-centered connection. He's an amazing writer and editor and recently created the Heart Gateway Publishing web pages, which now offer many new products online from both ourselves and also from others. That's just in time for Christmas, too. So welcome, Harry, and it's so great to have you with me here on the show today, and welcome in. Well, thank you, Kathy. Um, <laughs> it's really great to be on the show today. And thank you for that um, uh, nice introduction. The heart. Where can we start about the heart? It's really interesting to me over the years that I've been seeing clients, you know, from around 2005, I kind of transitioned from a, a kind of business career into, I would say, the helping field. Um, I'm a therapist as well. I'm a hypnotherapist. And what I started to find as I worked with uh, people who came to see me was how focused, and me, myself included, how focused we really are in our mind. Now, of course, when we want to make some changes, you know, things run through our head to the point that we can get overstressed. And the more and more I worked with clients, the more I realized that something was kind of out of alignment. Mm. And in fact, most of the people who made the greatest and the most profound changes would always say to me a phrase in particular. Either their heart was in it or their heart wasn't in it. And this in of itself 
just led me, that was the biggest clue that led me to understand and start to research what heart-based communication really is. Now, I do like to research. And what I began to find is in the medical field, doctors actually were already on that pathway. Now, as you all know, the propensity for heart disease these days is, is very, very, oh, it's overreaching to the point that, you know, there's so much medicine available at the moment that we know it's a very powerful thing to realize that inside of all of us, our heart, in fact, is the intelligence. I'm going to say that again. Mm-hmm. Our heart is our intelligence. That's brilliant. That's exactly what I resonate with myself. Now, think about this. As a baby, or shall we say, you know, when we're produced, what happens? The infant, the first organ that appears is our heart. Heart is formed first and then the eyes. And in fact, our brain, and I can't remember how far into um, the birthing process it happens, but our brain comes much later. And I clued into this after I found this out, obviously working with Kathy, because Kathy also works in the birthing side of things as well. When I realized this, I went, I went this is very interesting. Now, the other interesting thing that really just, it was like a key, turn the key in a lock, was when I realized that, think about it, all the energy as we breathe in, all the energy that comes through us comes through the heart, and our heart distributes everything that we need. So 100% of the energy comes through the heart, and then our heart distributes that energy. 40% of that energy goes to our brain. And then the rest of the body receives the rest. Now, you tell me, that sounds like intelligence to me. Absolutely. It sounds like like that's the motor. Now, of course, over the years and over the centuries, I would put it this way, our heart seems to have there's a bit of miscommunication with our heart and the projection of what the heart means and what it does I think has been put put to the side more as something mechanical versus the true essence not only physically but also emotionally of what happens with us as human beings mm-hmm. very profound for me and in fact, it was encapsulated um, one time when Kathy and I, we went, through, we went through a series of um, workshops. And I remember one workshop we went to. In fact, we went to, I think, if you remember, Kath, it was about mm-hmm. three or four workshops all in one month. And every single workshop, they were talking about the heart in different ways and different forms. I do remember that. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, we were kind of astounded. You know, mm-hmm. more like there was a big message going on, you know, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I remember in one particular workshop, um, 
at the end of it, we went to see the guy who was speaking, and um, I, I went to him, and he looked at me, and he said to me, teach more. And I wondered, how do you know that I'm a teacher anyway? But he did. Uh-huh. He said, mm-hmm. teach more. And he, go, he said, teach from here, not from there. And he pointed to my heart, and he pointed to my head. Uh-huh. And I Fantastic. got it then. Yeah. I really I did that. get it. Yeah. yeah, you remember that. That was that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, what I realized, and obviously, you know, the beauty of it is, is that as you work with people and as you're helping, you know, resolve issues and uh, solve emotional problems, you you tend to gather a lot of information, and and it's a it's a it's double edged, really. I mean, I love it because I love helping people, and of course, mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm helping myself. And, and the beautiful thing about it is, is that I learned more and more from working with people to the point where I started to realize that if we can shift the way we think about things, and there's the oxymoron, the way we think about things, not from the head, but from the heart, things will change. Wow. I'm going to say here, Harry, we're coming up to a uh, a break in a moment. I just wanted to let you know that. But that is such a profound piece. And it's certainly something that both of us have been working with over the last little while. Well, really, probably about the last decade, really, is really moving more and more into our heart space. Absolutely. And the ramifications of moving to the heart are, as far as I'm concerned, are really the gateway to real and true health. We're going to take this break right now, Harry, and I just love what you're sharing here. Well, that's right. We're in the heart, so of course I would. We'll be back in just a few moments with Harry Nichols in discussions of living and creating from the heart. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Contact Kathy Welter Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA Chasing Hunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1 604 421 1722. Chasing Hunger, the book, is available at chasinghunger.com, Amazon, and Barnes and Noble. You can find Kathy at waysofthewisewoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit waysofthewisewoman.com. When you stop to think about it, we are all a part of one interconnected ecosystem. What happens in one part of the world can affect us all. So we need to take an active stand for the issues that are important to us. Listen for Stewardship Through Respect with Holly Wells. You'll learn about personal health and environmental issues that need to be important to us all and hear from the experts about a different topic each week. Listen every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
you are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to welterk at shaw.ca. Now, back to Chasing Hunger. Well, welcome back to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols and my life partner and business partner, my husband, Harry Nichols. And we're here today sharing some of the insights and work that both of us have been doing over the past decade, really working with the heart. One of the great things Harry was talking about at the early part of, of this segment was how the heart is formed um, almost as soon as the fetus is beginning and the heart begins to beat at about the sixth to eighth week and it beats on through until our life is finished. The brain slowly develops and comes into full development around the 34th to 36th week and then of course continues to grow and and build itself over the rest of its lifetime too which really kind of brought us to that point where the heart is there with us right at the beginning. And I just wanted to add here that one of my clients that I was working with in palliative care, when he passed away, I happened to be with him. And this beautiful gentleman was concluding his journey in physical form at the age of 40. He had a young son and a a lovely young wife. And it was a very sad thing that he was going to be leaving us all for certain. So I happened to be with him this one morning and it was very early and I, I went home. I thought, I'll just go home, get changed, come back. He had assured everyone the night before he wasn't going anywhere soon. I got a phone call from the hospital a few moments after I walked in the door, and he had passed away. So I went back to the hospital, and I was the first one to arrive, um, even before his family members got there. And both Harry and I do energy work. We do Reiki systems and uh, a variety of different energy methodologies. And so I decided, because I'd done a lot of Reiki with him during our time together, that I would just... Reiki over the physical body, waiting for everyone else to get there. To my surprise, there was almost no energy in any other area of the body except the heart. It was like I was feeling all this energy coming through and around the chest. And it was amazing to me. And in that moment, it hit me that our heart is with us when we begin And when we leave, our heart is the great filter for that lifetime. It was so beautiful. And it was such a deep message to me that uh, this heart connection is so important. So I want to turn this back to Harry again because I know this next section we want to get into is how to help the heart be clear. How do we clear it? How do we move through some of these problems we get into in our lives? How do we forgive? <laughs> <laughs> That's they're very uh, powerful questions. I want to kind of step into this idea of forgiveness. Now, for all of us, I think it's it's one of the most challenging things that ever comes up in all of our lives, because you know, unless you live on another planet, you're going to have to go through, mm-hmm. you know. You're going to have to forgive something at some point that's 
in your life. Yes. When I say you have to, you don't necessarily have to, but it's going to come. It's going to come to be a block. It's going to be come to be a hurdle. It's going to be something that's going to be part of our life path. And you know, in the facility of working with uh, clients and helping people, you already know that forgiveness. Forgiveness, most of the time, comes up. And the real reason, or what I've found, in most cases, is that forgiveness starts with self. Mm -hmm. In fact, forgiveness is a choice. In fact, sometimes forgiveness is the only power we have over a situation. And it's amazing. And... Being able to let go and really understand that as far as forgiveness is concerned, forgiving yourself is the first real step, I think, to shifting that heartfelt issue. I because agree. when forgiveness, when something comes up and you're at the place of forgiveness. It is so deeply felt in the heart that it can be overwhelming. And as, as we say in, in the work that we do, you always come to a choice point. Mm -hmm. There is always a choice point. Because let's just say that something has come up and you have a choice. Can you forgive it? Can you forgive them? Can you forgive the situation? There's always a choice. Mm -hmm. you know, and more often than not, what I do, or my approach is, is that as far as I'm concerned, it's not about anything else other than you, first of all, forgiving yourself. And that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it even goes to the place where whatever is transacted, whatever has happened, we don't even want to look at our part in it because that in itself can feel too painful. And so we don't even want to acknowledge what our what we contributed to the painful engagement. And sometimes because we don't want to look at that, we keep on engaging in some of that that behavior or interaction with those individuals when if we were able to forgive it maybe we would be able to accept it and accept that there are just some things we can never change acceptance is a huge part of forgiving absolutely i totally agree and accepting in fact that it is happening and you're at that gateway where mm -hmm. whatever decisions you make can be fundamental in the changes or the shifts and changes that you're looking to make. Yes. It's incredible, really. Yeah. Yesterday I was um, reviewing a few notes on <clears throat> different um, pages and things that I'd seen in websites about forgiveness. And there's that story of the Amish community where, um, you know, one of these disastrous um killings in a school and, and all these 
children were hurt and some died, etc. And it, it's quite a piece. I mean, you can read about it. But the surprising piece and, and what really moved this thing into something quite huge was the response of the Amish community. They did something different. What they did instead of, you know, reaching for therapies and going through all this pieces, they immediately reached out to the family of the person who had been the one to cause this travesty. He had died as well. He killed himself as well. And they reached out to the family and they brought gifts and they prayed with and they and they brought that that uh, that family of that man into their family, their community, and they prayed with and they stayed with, even while they were grieving the loss of their own children. And so they were asked later, I mean, there's a whole write-up about this, but they were asked later, how how can you forgive in this way? How can, is, is it real? Is it true? Did you actually really forgive this person when you're obviously looks like you're forgiving and they said if we don't reach out to forgive how can we expect to be forgiven ourselves so this is a two-way channel in many options many ways it's forgiveness and forgiving others also brings the wave of forgiveness back through your own heart i agree and, and as I said earlier, I, I really find that, and especially, you know, when, when you're with somebody who's going through, shall we say, um, an addiction. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially, I've worked kind of a lot in this area. And most of the time, you know, you know one, of, one of my favorite sayings is, a person at war with themselves can never win, you know. And um, it's, it's really, to me, it's about coming to that place where you come to accept that whatever's happened, and of course we all have different life paths and different things happen and different things come up and there are so many challenges in, in the world that we live in today, no matter how old you are or who you are or where you come from. Most importantly is to maintain that sense of self and accepting the fact that things will happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, you're not at cause of these things. So really sinking inside of the heart and realizing that the communication that you have with your heart and you, when you accept yourself and you forgive yourself, that opens up a dialogue that can allow you to start to move forward. And you will realize that your point of view or life as you are living it will change. Absolutely no doubt about that. It will change. Fantastic. The The other area of um, forgiveness, too, that comes up at... It comes up a lot, and I I have this beautiful quote from Christiane Northrup. To me, this really talks about that little piece of, do I forgive or don't I? And she says, forgiveness is not something you do for someone else, and it certainly doesn't make what they did or didn't do right, nor does it mean that you need to spend more time with that person either. 
or even remain in relationship with them. Forgiveness is about you releasing this baggage, this this 50-pound boulder from your heart and allowing yourself to move forward. Absolutely. <sighs> it's good stuff, and we're right here on the, the you know, middle the space here between, yeah, between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, yeah, especially, you know, as, as, as we move through, you know, the 27 today, so as we, as we get to end of, the, well, not even the end of the holiday period, because it just moves on until the new year, and, you know, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. still will be in that holiday, that holiday right. feeling. That's right. And that well, holiday gonna... feeling in of itself mm-hmm. lends itself to, I would say, excess and over excess sometimes. That's right. And that's spirit. I mean, it's the spirit moving in all of us. So, right. you know, it's, it's really interesting to me what happens is, is that at the, um, you know, New Year's, the New Year's resolution is, <laughs> and the New Year's resolution mm-hmm. is basically forgive yourself. We're going to break again. And thank you so much for those comments. They're just so profound. Thanks, Harry. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Contact Kathy Welter-Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA-ChasingHunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1-604-421-1722. Chasing Hunger, the book, is available at ChasingHunger.com, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. You can find Kathy at WaysOfTheWiseWoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit WaysOfTheWiseWoman.com. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to welterk at shaw.ca. Now, back to Chasing Hunger. 
And welcome back to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. And my guest today is Harry Nichols, my husband and life partner and business partner. And we certainly have been on a steep learning curve over these past few years. It's so profound. And even our clients and all of our associates, everyone we know has really been on the same learning curve. And it's powerful. It asks a lot of each of us. Um, But the most important thing that I look at is that I want to be front and center with my life. And to do that, I know that I need to be in my heart and I know that I need to be ready and willing to forgive. I wanted to share a story here, Harry, that really comes into um, how it's challenging in eating disorders, this area of forgiveness. There's so many places where the values of an individual that's using an eating disorder, um, there, there's, you know, lying and stealing and hiding and hoarding food and using food in a way that goes against all the values that the person really has in every other area of their life. But it's this sort of secret inner world, and it's all to support this eating disorder. Yeah, it's very covert, sh- isn't it? It's very which? Covert. <laughs> yes, it can be. It's very, it's a very, it can be a very secretive disorder. I had this client come to see me. Oh, probably a good five, six years ago now. It was uh, one of one of my women that was older. She was forty three and had a, a son. And uh, her story was really profound. The piece of work that we got into um, opened up an area of her life she had never spoken to anyone about ever. Her husband suspected there was something going on there, but she had never shared it with anyone. And during the course of our work together, this story came out. And she shared that when she had been an infant, she was the second daughter born to her parents. And her first, the first daughter was two and a half when she was born. And however this went through, the mother had either a postpartum Um, depression that sunk in and she wasn't able to get herself out of it, wasn't able to ask for help, didn't have enough support around her. Whatever the situation was there, it happened shortly after she was born, somewhere around about six to eight months. And the mother just never really um, came around. And she really didn't want this second baby. She um, didn't want to tend to her. She didn't want to look after her. And the dad was pretty concerned too, but he was working and he would leave her with the two children every day. And so one day he came home just in time to pull his wife back from the edge of the windowsill where she was holding their infant daughter out the window and they were four stories above. It would have been the loss of that infant completely. And so he took his wife to the doctor and she was admitted to um, a hospital and she never came out again. It was a time when I guess that's what would happen. And so he facilitated his children's upbringing through hiring uh, people to look after his children. 
And the girls went and visited their mother every week, every Sunday. They all went as a family and visited. But she could never really understand why her mother would was so cold to her and would reject her and would welcome the other daughter but rejected her so completely. She was very critical of her and she just pushed her away. And so as time went on, the second daughter did get into bulimia. And as she began using bulimia to cope with some of her feelings and her experience. This particular situation really never came to her awareness until at the age of 20, her father shared with her what had actually happened. It really devastated her. She she could she knew her mother had rejected her all these years, but she could hardly believe she had wanted her dead. And this was so hard that it really reinforced the use of bulimia. So when she came to see me and this story came out, well, as devastating as it was, and her mother was still alive and so was her father and her sister too, and her relationship with her dad and her sister was quite positive, we did a forgiveness piece. And as we did this forgiveness piece together, of course, she really released a lot of this really intense energy and You know, I I felt myself going through it with her. It was really harsh for her to really let it go and allow herself to forgive her mother. And she did it. She said the words. She spoke it out. She forgave her mother. And she forgave herself. She forgave herself for feeling all those years she wasn't enough. She wasn't good enough. And not good enough to receive her mother's love or her mother's acknowledgement. So this was all finished and done and off she went and the bulimia had subsided and everything was good and she went back to visit her mother. And I wasn't sure she should even do that. But anyway, she did. And she went to visit her mother and this very strange thing happened. She couldn't believe it. She had to get in touch with me as soon as she came back. She said her mother had changed. She walked in to see her mother, and her mother looked at her. She smiled at her. And this is all these years of her mother rejecting her, rejecting her son, rejecting her marriage. Her mother looked at her. She smiled. They had a conversation. It was really natural and easy. And on top of that, the mother said to her before she left, You know, you're a very good mother. She said that to her daughter. And she said her her heart just opened because here was this mother who could never embrace her actually saying to her, you're a good mother. You're something that I wasn't to you. It was absolutely beautiful. And so by the time she got back here and came to see me again, she couldn't wait to share the change in her mother. Sometimes that's how forgiveness works. It changes everything. Absolutely. And uh, there are many other stories like that. Um, I mean, I can attest to as well where what's happened or, you know, whatever's happened with, with the individual or even groups, sometimes in the family situations as well. And in fact, sometimes even in uh, on the other side of what I do is when I do working companies as well, you know, <laughs> facilitating, mm-hmm. you know, g- groups in, uh, in companies where, you know, st- things have happened where, you know, you know, for for the health of the company, basically, forgiveness has to 
and mm. and it's amazing how just working with yourself reverberates out into everywhere i think and it just reminds me also of um one of the most profound forgiveness pieces that i can remember you know on on, on a large scale was in south africa when they had those um reconciliation you know between uh, uh, after apartheid and for me that you know, those re- reconciliation uh, that they did it was it was amazing and just to see how people kind of embraced that forgiveness of themselves and each other and how that mm-hmm. really started south africa into, into the healing and also you know moving forward to where they are today and they mm-hmm. continue to do that so it is really profound and um at a global level and an individual level i think um it's something that we all really take some time and pay attention to the fact that in the end forgiveness by definition has to come from your heart you see you can't forgive from your head it doesn't work you have to go inside of your heart and uh, what i say to people or what i guide people to do is to go into your heart and ask the question go into your heart So one of the little exercises that I do uh in getting people to really embrace the fact that they can actually move into the heart and it's just not just just not a little engine in there that pumps blood around their systems is that What what is the question that you have people ask what is that question Well the first thing that I do is I say whatever something has been bothering you or something's come up Something's on your mind. Ask the question inside of your head. In other words, go to your brain and ask the question. And then when you get the answer, write it down. Mhm. Now take that same question and move it to your heart. In other words, think about it from your heart. Ask the same question and then just wait. And mm-hmm. it's very difficult. at first because we're not taught this you know we are very brain brain centered at the moment so even the idea of moving a question from your head to your heart for some people it's it's <laughs> it's quite shocking actually mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. think about this if you ask somebody to point to themselves where do they point right right to the center it point we point to our heart When I'm talking about me, we point to our heart, you know, and that's to me that's the most profound non-verbal communication that there is. Mhm. So if you're, just if you're struggling idea, too with that area of um not being able to forgive or not necessarily being able to get into your heart, one of the things you can do is shift from trying to forgive to moving into a place of holding gratitude find something about that person that you like something about that person that you can be grateful for even just one thing will start to open the heart and allow more things to flow in just even one thing will get that ball rolling gratitude is the other side of heart centered resonance really and i know more and more people are starting to wake up in their day and 
and they want to live from gratitude. Um, how do I get more grateful? Well, get grateful for the other person that you're struggling to forgive. We're going to come up to another break here in a moment, but just before we do, I also wanted to share a great piece that we had years, well, I think it's probably still repeated all over the place, but this one from Dr. Bandler, Dr. Richard Bandler, the co-creator of Neurolinguistic Programming, and he said, the one good thing about the past is it's finally over. If it's finally over, why do we keep telling the same stories over and over again? Why can't we let them go? Well, to really let a story go, we have to be prepared to forgive it and let it go. It doesn't disempower you to let go of the past. It's just letting go of the past. So we're going to move to a break here. We'll be back with Harry Nichols in just a moment and more on how to live and create from your heart. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Contact Kathy Welter Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA Chasing Hunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1 604 421 1722. Chasing Hunger, the book, is available at chasinghunger.com, Amazon, and Barnes and Noble. You can find Kathy at waysofthewisewoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit waysofthewisewoman.com. If you have been experiencing addiction issues, be it drugs, alcohol, or something else, you know what it means to feel alone in the world. The Power to Create Yourself with host Ross Ramin is here to prove that you don't have to feel this way. There are others who have been there or are still there, and together we can sort out the truths and the lies in order to reveal the true essence of your character. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to welterk at shaw.ca. Now, back to Chasing Hunger. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. This is such a great show. I feel like my heart's expanding just doing this with Harry. It's it's really great. So one of the things that um, I wanted to mention here is we're going to do this little piece. I'm going to ask Harry to do this special little piece with us here. But just be sure you're not operating a car or slicing bread or anything like that. If you can, just sort of set everything down. And I'm going to invite Harry to pick up this next piece for us. And this is sort of a little gift from from Harry directly to your heart. So, Harry, do you want to take it away? Thank you very much, Kathy. Um, so, 
whatever you're doing at the moment, um, put things down. Get into a relaxed, comfortable place. You could even do what I'm doing, which is standing up. Just feet flat on the floor. Keep your spine erect. And what I really want you to do at this moment is to take a nice, long, slow, deep breath. Inhale and exhale. And as you do that, release everything. And I mean everything. And for the next three breaths that you take, allow yourself to keep on releasing any stress or tension so that you find yourself just concentrating easily and effortlessly on your breathing. Now, your consciousness, in other words, where you focus, what I'd like you to do is to literally imagine that your focus is between your eyes. That space between your eyes. Good. Now, imagine that your consciousness can float inside your skull, between your eyes, and go to the center of your brain or your mind, if you want to think about it from that point of view. Keep on breathing easily and effortlessly. Now, I want you to imagine that your consciousness, that point of focus, maybe you can imagine it's just like a, a ball of light. Imagine that ball floating down Gently. You know, sometimes you can see a leaf as it floats down on a beautiful day. It's just a little bit of breeze. Allow your consciousness to float down through your head, down through your brain, floating down your mouth, into your throat, your neck, down into your chest, and allow it just to settle right in the center of that place in line with your heart, but in the center of your chest, the center of your body. And just settle right there. And what I'd like you to do now is connect your breathing with that space, with that ball, with that consciousness. And literally, just breathe in and out and gently rest your focus right there. It's called the heart space. Now, hold that feeling right there. And keep on breathing into it. Allow your focus to gently just dissipate, but hold that feeling right there. And any time you find yourself going into your head, take a breath and feel that feeling in that heart space. 
as you breathe, you're breathing from that place. And the more you do this, the more you will find you will begin to start that heart-based focus. Thank you so much for that. It's beautiful. So we're going to be coming up to concluding this program, Harry. And before we do that, I just want you to go ahead and let people know, where can they get in touch with you? I know I can. Well, we can Skype and you have yeah, a Skype. Yeah, I'm, I'm available on Skype. I'm available um, through the website, um, www.thoughtmodels.com. And the new webpage is? And yes, and also, yeah, we, we, we launched... Um, Launched the website, and it's totally in alignment with with how we work. And uh, just remember that we we work in uh, um, in many different areas. And what I've been finding lately is um, bringing this this approach into the business world has been very profound, and uh, it's very exciting. Very. And what's the name of the new web page? Oh yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) HeartGatewayPublishing.com. HeartGatewayPublishing.com. We're going to be um, announcing some some really profound work from there as well. Yes, said email me hnichols at shore.ca. You can also contact Cappy to contact me. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you, Harry. And I wanted to really profoundly thank you from my heart for all the terrific experience I've had. In this journey with you over the past years, it's been fantastic. I also wanted to share that you are on Skype. People can actually um, do a quick consult with you on Skype. And your Skype name, I believe, is Harry Nichols, is it not? Or is it Thought Models? No, it's Thought Models. Okay, great. Thought Models. Yeah, that's my Skype handle, so to speak. Okay. Yeah, so you okay. can you know, you can Skype me and uh, I'll be happy to talk to you to say that you heard me on the mm-hmm. show and, uh, you know, we can get into some 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 patter as we say and we'll talk about the heart and then how I can help you and how we can all help each other so thank you so much I want to take a moment and thank our clients from the year it's been an amazing year wonderful wonderful clients with amazing shifts and changes that they've made and all do heart-centered congratulations to each and every one of you that uh, that were able to reach out and grasp what you wanted for your life. And I especially want to thank a few of our clients who've sent some amazing, beautiful flowers this Christmas uh, to both Harry and I. And for those of you who know that you sent them, thank you. They've arrived. They're beautiful. We've enjoyed them. And our heart-centered thanks to all of you. So from here, we're really wishing you all happy holidays and a wonderful New Year's. Join me on January the 3rd as I welcome Kara Halber, and she and I are going to have some fun. When we do something together, it's just so much fun. We giggle and laugh and share, and it's just delightful. Um, She is a nutritionist, and she has a creative way of fooling around with food. So this is going to be fun. Uh, The new year presents with all kinds of new shows, and uh, I'm really excited about being part of Voice America and being able to reach out to those of you that have struggled with eating disorders. Know that this 
can be something you put behind you for the last time. It's food is fuel, and the more you bring your own levels of forgiveness here, the easier this gets. All the best for the new year, and talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for Chasing Hunger. Be sure to tune in again next week for another edition featuring your host, Kathy Welter Nichols. Next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.